0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your friend C.L. King coming to you live from the glorious and majestic Ruth E. Plowden Legacy Chair here in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So thankful that everybody has taken time out of their schedule to join with me again tonight. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that every single Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night, we bring to you broadcast excellence because of the fact that impact is important. Hello, VP, Greg Smith, the man, the myth, the legend. Impact is important. You don't realize how your life can make an impact to somebody else. And this is what we do here at Impacting Life 24-7. We have become, ladies and gentlemen, the literal cathedral of resources. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are a cathedral of resources right here at Impact Life 24-7. And why is that? Why do we consider it that? Because every single night, there is something different that you, the listener, the viewer, can take away and be impacted. Tonight is no different. In fact, tonight is probably highly different because... Tonight's show is very special. It's very, very close to my heart. It's very, very meaningful. I don't ever I don't always get to have my family on the show. And so tonight I am blessed to be interviewing Tanisha Plowden. And Tanisha has just released a brand new book entitled Behind Closed Doors. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go down the trail tonight this is a this is a an exercise in humility and tenacity for this young lady to tell her story i'm so thankful that she's in our virtual studios i want you to help put your hands together and welcome to impact life 24 7 my cousin tanisha jordan welcome nc hello
1: hello hello
0: Man, that boy be giving some intros don't he <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How are you, Cuz?
1: I'm good.
0: How are you, man? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm thankful that you have uh, taken time out of your schedule to join us on Impacting Life 24 7. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is this, when I say that this is this is special to me. It really is. I, I don't get a I don't get a chance a lot to have people who I am super close with on the show just because we have people literally from around the world that appear on this show. So when I when I seen the work that my cousin was doing, I said I have got to get this young lady on the show and we were going to wait, we were going to wait till everything was in place and all that kind of stuff. I said, "Listen, I I had somebody move out of the slot for Thursday and I said, "Nisi, I got a slot for you. Do do I have a deal for you? So thank you so much, (laughs) Nisi, and thank you so much for for sharing uh, this portion of your life with us on Impact Life 24-7. Now, what we do typically before we get started in the broadcast elements of what we do here surgically, we do like to give uh, the, the, the guests an opportunity to tell people how they can reach you. So we know that we're going to promote this, and people are going to hear about it, and it's going to be heard literally in 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 twenty eight different countries. So how can people find you, and how can they get up with you, and how can they connect with you, Nisi?
1: Um. So currently, um, I am, of course, I'm a Facebook junkie, so I am there <laughs> under uh, Nisi Jordan. Um, I'm on TikTok. Uh, I believe it's I am Nisi J or it's Nisi J. I cannot remember all these platforms that I'm on so I, can't I can't remember, remember either. Name. Sometimes
0: I message the wrong person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, same with Instagram. Um, I am Nisi J. Um, also, I have a website um, where my book will be sold. And that is I am so that will be up and running here shortly soon. i
0: am Nisi, so i am on our I, I am, am nicj.com that's all just one word yes okay so yes. greg put that in the chat for us i am com. of course those of you listening to impacting life 24 7 this will be in the show notes you'll be able to see it and connect with nici she's like she's she's so true that uh facebook can be addictive and we can be us old <laughs> folks now are Facebook junkies. <laughs> right all the young folks do left facebook right? Get, <laughs> right my kid my son i'm like dude talk to me on messenger he's like that i don't i don't get no. down with facebook like that that's y'all y'all right. that took it over <laughs> right <laughs> so uh yeah okay i am nisi jordan.com uh also on all of these other platforms facebook tiktok she's just she's going on a on a world snapchat. tour snapchat <laughs> yeah we're going to hook her up with some of our some of our global uh, uh partners and colleagues because I really do believe that her story is going to impact thousands, thousands, and thousands of people around the world. And so why don't you, without telling the story, tell us a little bit about Niecy Jordan.
1: Well, I am from your place. I'm from Lorraine, Ohio. Um, Been here in North Carolina for, I believe, the past almost eight years. Um, A mother. Of two adult children,
0: thank you God. Um, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> a wife. I have two grandchildren, um, Dakota and Alea, um, who are my daughter's um, children. Um, and I am just—I don't know—I'm just that person. <laughs> right. <laughs> um.
0: Well, the, you know, and and the the thing about it, Nisi, is that what a lot of people don't realize uh, is that you are one of the funniest. Down to earth people on the planet. I mean, every time me and you get together, all we're doing is cutting up and laughing. But right. before before we before we let the whole before we get down to the serious business, let every let's let everybody know. Okay, I, as everyone knows, and my book will be coming out sometime in the year twenty seventy six. So <laughs> I'm still on page one, paragraph one, and my cousin laugh lapped me and got her book already out.
1: Um, Working on the second.
0: (laughs) Working on the second. Uh, Niecy and I actually came into familyhood back around 1987, 86, 85, somewhere in that time frame, 87. And it was funny because (laughs) I was staying in a foster home, which happened to be her uncle. So that would have made me and Niecy cousins. Right. I understand. Right. Me and Nisi have a dual relationship now. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, we, we stay there. We had such a great time as kids. Nisi and I was talking about the city of Lorraine, Ohio, and how things have such radically changed. And, uh, you know, I thought Nisi was like pepper or salt from the salt and pepper group, you know, because <laughs> he was wild. Niecy, right. just a little (laughs) yeah and uh i remember just you was a cheerleader at hawthorne boone and all that Mm -hmm. well then a situation happened that required me to leave that foster home and so i went to what would be her grandmother my foster mom ruth e plowden whose name uh dawns this glorious chair i sit in i went there as her foster kid my mom plowden so then that, consequent, <laughs> that consequently <laughs> changed me from Niecy's cousin to Niecy's uncle. <laughs> and Niecy's older than me, so there's that.
1: <laughs> I like to call him my
0: kunkle. Kunkle, yeah, we're kunkles. And, 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 you know, it's so funny, man, and we laugh we laugh about it. But, you know, the, the beautiful thing really, Niecy, is though I was a foster kid, I don't know how many of the foster kids you keep up with um, – I'm hoping that I'm one of the exclusive ones, but You're about the only one. <laughs> really, and so our relation <laughs> yeah, our relationship has spanned, um, you know, 32 years, and and you, we have we have never treated one another like I was a foster kid. We we right. just been family, uh, all the way from day one. And so I love you. I think the world of you, and, and and I really do believe that what you have to tell and the story you have to tell is going to be important. So your your book. Well, let's just get right to it, because I want everybody to understand in Impact Life 24-7 that Nisi has taken it's taken her 40 plus years to put this book together. And a lot of times people think, um, you know, you can just sit down and write a book. It, it took my vice president, I think, like three years, uh, three or four years to get his book done. What was some of the challenges in terms of uh, getting this book complete? What was some of the challenges you faced throughout this journey?
1: Um, Well, let me say, I started writing this book in, I believe, 2017. And I think at that time, um, I was still going through the process of trying to get past what I had went through. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost like I needed an outlet. And going to see a counselor, I probably did that maybe two or three times. And it didn't work for me. So mm-hmm. I felt the need to put it on paper. And when I did that, um, you know, it took me, it took me a while because I had to relive it all over again. Mm-hmm. And so just writing it and then reliving certain parts of it, you know, made me put the book down and then pick it back up trying to go back at it again. Um, so it took me a few years so clearly, <laughs> to get it all
0: together, right? And um, and the first element of of you writing this book again, I've joined in the virtual studios by my cousin and guest uh, Nisi Jordan. You can find her on Facebook, Nisi Jordan. You can find her at J dot com. And you know when when we when we talk about those emotions and those memories getting unearthed. I haven't even finished my book yet, and when I've been cataloging the things, you know, putting everything in categories, it's like sometimes it sends me into a dark place because mm-hmm. you're talking about you're talking about a very painful uh, series of events that took took place, and behind okay. closed doors is is really revealing. Kind of like the heartbeat of what you're trying to convey to the readers. But help me understand and help our listeners understand why you chose that title.
1: Well, basically everything was a secret. And everything normally that's a secret is behind closed doors. Because everybody on the other side of that door don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So when everything went down, a lot of stuff happened. Well, I will say everything happened in secret. And Mm. so... Behind that closed door was that dark place that I endured and no one on the other side knew about.
0: Wow. And again, uh, Nisi and I were talking in the pre-show about, uh, you know, the litany of families with family secrets that, uh, and there's thousands upon thousands and millions of folks who are walking around today that are carrying around these, these, elements that happen behind closed door. So the first, the first chapter in, in your book of behind closed doors is life on Lexington. And I remember the, 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 the yellow house on Lexington. Cause guess yes. what y'all they, they, we only lived like around the corner from each other. Right. We could, we could literally walk to each other's houses. Give us a snapshot of what that chapter is about.
1: Um, basically just my upbringing. Um, you know, the life I lived with my little sister, Um, Who's 10 months younger than me. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) And, you know, just the parents I had, you know, the great parents that I had that, you know, raised us to be who we are today. Um, It was about, you know, my friends that I grew up with and the fun that I had.
0: Um, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking yeah. about that. Of course, Greg, you know, the VP and executive producer of Impacting Life 24-7, he says in the comments that uh, it's a great book. He was fortunate enough to read the draft. So <laughs> I wasn't fortunate enough to read the draft. I'm going to just <laughs> buy my copy since my cousin won't send it to me. Uh, but he says, five, he says five stars. And Lexington Avenue, that was Lexington Avenue, right? Yes. Yeah, All I right. stayed I stayed on 23rd Street. So yes. it was we were literally just around the corner. Right. And 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 that was a happy time. I knew I knew mm-hmm. Niecy's, uh dad, uh the late uh Gary Plowden and of course I still know her mother who I guess is now my sister and aunt, I don't know what she <laughs> is. <laughs> uh she uh okay. she, she's she still <laughs> resides there in Lorraine and We were talking about this. You remember really, Nisi, just how much fun it was when we were kids? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Those times were the best times ever. Ever. Yeah, they Can were, never man. never get them back, but they
0: were the best. I <laughs> mean, you you remember the guys riding around on uh, you know, the tandem the tandem. tandem bikes yeah. that would do the reflectors <laughs> and have little speakers have the on music. the back. Oh my right. god, man. Right. <laughs> the, and and what club did we like to go to? Sons of
1: Sons Italy. Sons of Italy.
0: <laughs> 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 hey, yes, I, yes. I know the folks can't see it on camera, but on this hand, my left hand, I was on the way to Sons of Italy, and some dude <laughs> walked up to me with a scalpel and stabbed me. It's still right here. I'll never Are you forget. Serious? Yeah, some uh, th- that was that. the that was the end. That was the beginning of the end of Lorraine, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> just t- totally bizarre i mean it was so Bye. random um but yeah but w- we did have fun as kids and your parents who who i enjoyed being around gary was so fun wasn't he wasn't he hilarious
1: everybody loves him they thought he was the biggest biggest jokester he he kept everyone laughing yeah he was just a happy guy he,
0: he was. was and and uh was he involved in foster uh, foster work too, or was it was it was no. it him? Okay, so I know Boone. only when he
1: only when he was called to the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: straighten y'all out. That's
1: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. my my foster mom <laughs> took some of the. <laughs> she said, "Oh, they fresh out of prison. We'll take them." <laughs> And He was a correction officer, so right? Right. Know. So yeah, yeah. Gary was, uh, <laughs> but he was he was he was always so kind, and I really did feel a connection with him, uh, relative to just the family piece, and that was one thing that that mom uh, was was really skilled at. I mean, I I just felt like, even though I knew I was a foster kid, I still felt a connection to to many of the family members obviously you know Bootsy and I were super close that was mom's oldest daughter right yes yeah and and I know you were close with her so Lexington Avenue has got some great memories Lorraine in general has some great memories and then uh chapter two you talk about this is what I'm made of so what what are we what are we talking about there
1: that is basically about my mother and my father. Um, you know, my mom comes from a huge family. Um, she lived here in North Carolina. Um, she was born and raised um, by her mother and father who raised 28 children. Um, well, let me let me change what? that it was 28 children born, four of them, of which, um, you know, didn't make it during birth or something happened. Mm-hmm. So living 24 children. Um, So it goes on to talk about that. And then my father and, you know, mom and pops and the foster children they raised and just the background of my parents.
0: Yeah. And and again, Mom Plowden was in the foster care work for 30 plus years. So um, it at some point or another. There was, uh, there was a reason why Gary needed to be around from time to time right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you guys see here those of you tuning in to Impact Life 24-7 live I'm drinking out of my, my very own signature tumbler the Impact Motivator ladies and gentlemen I know you guys can't see that but look at that CL King the Impact Motivator and you can surely get yours at CLKingspeaker.com my man Tim Bicycle puts all of our stuff together we're getting ready to make some great upgrades to the show and uh he is beh- the man behind the graphics so when you nisi when you when you talk about your parents you have fond memories of them and that's a that's a positive thing as you know i don't <laughs> and and i and i believe the bible tells us to honor our mother and father so right i'm, I'm going to probably pause there but but our, you know most of us that were at mom and pop's house didn't have involvement from our biological parents so right. you were blessed did your parents ever want to have more children no no I have to say that very quick y'all no. was enough huh Mm-mm. yeah you know my dad has a son though
1: so we do have a, a brother um so my my
0: yeah see my look at the, look at the show a show of revelations
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I do have an older brother um, who
0: my father had prior to my mom okay all right so. mm-hmm. um and so chapter three you talk about i am only a child so uh again ladies and gentlemen i'm joined by Nisi plowden my cousin tanisha not plowden tanisha jordan jordan her her, <laughs> her maiden name is plowden which we don't even know right. if that's real. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> we don't know who we are but she is right. the author of behind closed doors and you can uh you can get a copy of her book at various places uh one of them is com. you can reach out to nisi on facebook instagram tiktok and she up there trying to do tiktok now us all us nearly 50 year old people up here on tiktok <laughs>
1: Right, right, but it's fun to me.
0: It is to me too. My wife sold it for hours because she does her business through it. Um, so you're you're the the third chapter. I'm I'm moving the commercials team. I'm I'm gonna move the first commercial to the top of the hour. I'll move the second commercial to the end. Um, what was that particular title and that chapter about? When you say I'm only a child, that one
1: that chapter actually talks about the hardest um, of the molestation. Of being molested by a couple family members um, and another person that tried some things. Um, and at the time of me being a child, I mean, I was seven and it happened for several, a few years, um, I'd say to about 10 or 11. Um, and it's just basically letting. You know that I'm only a child. Why are you doing this to me?
0: So when when these things were happening, because I get asked this a lot because I'm on a, a bunch of shows around the around the country. Um, a lot of times people say, OK, so were you looking at this stuff? Because, you know, I was molested uh, quite a bit myself. When you were you you were able to have some sort of cognitive awareness that this wasn't right. Or not. You know, I I don't know.
1: I can't even answer that. I don't know. Right. At the time, it was just... There was moments where I felt weird, not knowing if that was really a weird feeling. There was times where I felt... I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. I just know that I was having weird feelings all the time, not right. knowing if they were good, if they were bad. Um. So... Yeah. At the age of seven, it's hard. It's tough to decipher.
0: Yeah, and you know that's 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 probably a very very good point. Something you could probably talk to people about at at length. That you know the the crazy roller coaster of feelings that a child goes through. Now, when you talk when you talk about family molestation, um, we had talked to, we had somebody on our show that dealt with this. That we don't a lot of folks don't realize how much this goes on um you know they were they were tuning in on sibling uh you know in a, inappropriate behavior but you know families that's the that's the easiest gateway because everybody trusts family right
1: exactly exactly and no one would have ever thought the ones that did it would have actually done it
0: right you know right so that-
1: yeah it it's weird. It's it was a, it was a strange situation.
0: Well, and and, you know, they are they are the you know, that's the easiest cover, you know, is to hide behind the cloak of right. family. And so right. you, you, your next chapter you talk about in chapter four, you talk about growing up too fast. What was that about?
1: Um, Because of what happened to me, I it's almost like I was forced to be more of an adult than I should have been. You know, I was doing more things that adults are doing I shouldn't have been doing because of what happened. So I grew up a little too fast in that sense of, you know, trying to have sex or, you know, I shouldn't be kissing boys at this age. I should be playing with dolls or I should be doing all the things that, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year, you know, ten year old children should be doing. Right. And I was doing other things than you know, not, not I didn't necessarily have sex, but, you know, just attempting mm. to try it because of that. Situation. Right.
0: And when when you when you talk about the the physical molestation that was taking place by family members and outside of family members as well. Um, what age did that start again? Um,
1: I want to say seven, I believe seven. I was seven years
0: old. And had- uh, at any time during that, that that's that traumatic time did you speak out or did you did you say anything or no
1: no I didn't um I was always told not to say anything um and of course listening to the adults I did not say anything it took me 29 years 22 years I'm sorry 22 years to actually bring it out the first person I told was my kid's father and I think I was 14 or 15 at the time so he was the first person I actually told until I told my parents, you know, 22 years later, after it actually happened.
0: Wow. And so so, so sometimes, you know, people think that, uh, you know, what happens with a the kid, they don't remember. It'll, it'll just kind of fade into the distance. But for you, you were carrying this around for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. And- yeah. I, I mean, I can tell everything, every little detail of what happened. That's how... That
0: it was and and you know the 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 sad part of this was that those that you know w- when we talk about your mom and dad who I know very well they were just in the dark because their little girl had been told don't say anything and you know you kind of complied so it, it makes it tough for a parent to intervene if there's no suspicion, but on the back end of that, your behaviors and activities outside of, outside of normal young girls behavior was, was happening entirely too fast. Do do you Mm -hmm. think that that looking back hindsight, do you think that that may have sent some red flags?
1: Absolutely. I mean, a lot of stuff that I even did, you know, at the 10 or 11 years old, um, my parents didn't really know anything, um, but I know my parents just always say, oh, why she have an attitude? You know, I would always have an attitude.
0: Yes, you would did. Be angry. Yes, you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would always have an attitude. And, you know, that was part of the reason. And the fact that they did not know what happened to me, you know, maybe they could have helped a lot more with my attitude or anything by just me telling them what happened. They didn't know. And a lot of my anger came from that. So,
0: wow, that's and, and you know, I, I do recall that. I do recall, you know, that again, this is 30 plus years ago for us, and I do recall you being quite um, you, you did have a chip on your shoulder. I, I can all the just, time, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, don't mess with uh, Nisi Plowden because she will punch you in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and that was no joke. So, I, I always was glad when you was fighting on my side because uh, <laughs> it, everybody else was about to get the short end of the stick. I'm going to share our screen. Uh, with everybody just real quick, and we're going to have a quick commercial break to uh, have a word from our sponsors. Our sponsors are really what help Impacting Life 24-7 be the engine and the cathedral of impact that it is. So let's hear a word about what our sponsors do and how they're impacting us. Our sponsors help us reach people from city to city, coast to coast, and around the world. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Kusone has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb is a gold sponsor and he and his wife have happily been married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. Donald honorably served his country over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is also the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating our platinum sponsors, Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy today by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrian Barker is the host of the Adrian Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from New Bern, North Carolina. He helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church, a devoted husband and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr. is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He is the author of What's Next, Preparing for Eternity, and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, The PRF Institute is blessed to be that premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of families and communities around the country. Find Dr. Dunlap and his amazing team at PRFinstitute.org. Poet Katrina McCain is the author of Because She Decided to Love. This is a collection of poetry and prose about love and its impact on every relationship. This raw uncut poetry book addresses the themes of how we experience love through loss, hurt, pain, grief, and passion. Get your copy of her book today at PaulKatrinaMcCain.com. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impact Your Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit speaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just visit clkingspeaker.com. I had to mute you there for a second, Nisi, because everybody can hear you talking, sister. Uh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, get get with our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. These people get uh, that commercial every single show, uh, and that, that, that commercial was heard in 41 states 28 countries and on 27 different platforms so our sponsors really do make the difference and we do try to do right by our sponsors every single night on the impact life 24 7 i'm joined in the virtual studios by my dear and most favorite cousin Nisi <laughs> jordan and she is the author of behind closed doors and Nisi has been we have been traveling down the journey of this book, and this is her first book that she's released, and it, it's when will it officially be out, Nisi?
1: Um, actually, pre-sale started yesterday. pre sales started um, yesterday. Yes, until the twenty-fifth. Okay. Um, and then that, then you'll be able to go on Amazon. Um, and. Get a book from there um, anytime after the
0: twenty fifth. All right, so you're going to be available. It's going to be available at Amazon, and also if somebody would like a, will you have a cadre of books yourself to where you can send out autographed copies? Yes, I will have
1: those here probably in the next
0: couple of weeks. Okay, great because that's yeah. what I want. So I'm gonna make you pay the yeah. postage. I'll pay for gotcha. the book, but I want an <laughs> autographed copy. How about that? So Nisi <laughs> Nisi Jordan is uh, a Greensboro resident she's from originally from Lorraine Ohio she is my cousin uh, legally they would consider her my foster cousin because she is the granddaughter of Ruth E Plowden and so her and I have been in covenant relationship family relationship for 32 years. And so when I heard that she was doing this book and she was coming out with a book relative to some of the pain and struggle of her life, I said, man, I want to have you on and I want to do my part. We want to do our part on Impact Life 24-7 to, to, to get your message out and maybe it could impact a life and somebody who's living behind those closed doors now. Can, right, can come exactly. out and so you talk about your high school journey uh how was high school because I, I know some secrets about high school but how was high school for you you talk about that in the book
1: yeah so uh, high school for me was great um unfortunately i was banned from one of the high schools actually the one you attended um they would not let me go there um so they made me go to a different one due to all of the <clears throat> anger that i had inside <clears throat> excuse me from everything that had happened to me. Um, so of course there was a lot of fights going on when I was in junior high. And because of all of that, um, you know, I had to go to a different school that I didn't want to go to. So throughout high school, it was a, it was a great time. Um, that's where I met my kid's father. Um, I ended up dating him, um, having children. Um, I had, you know, another relationship prior to him during that time. And it basically talks about my relationship, you know, with him and having children and just getting through high school the best way I knew how.
0: Yeah. Um, And you know, one thing that I, Greg and I had talked about this with uh, our bullying prevention campaign. One of the things that, that a lot of times people respond to bullies with with a heavy hand or you know the 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 gavel of judgment but they don't realize that there's there's there you got to get to the root cause of why Mm -hmm. someone is why someone is doing this and so again here's niecy jordan back then niecy plowden running around fighting carrying on you know (laughs) doing all her stuff and we couldn't find we couldn't get to the root cause of what had happened and when we talk about when we talk about what happened behind closed doors um that that was what you were carrying and more more than just carrying it you were carrying it alone
1: right exactly no one at the time to talk to um because again it was still a hidden secret and i did not want to you know i didn't want to let no one in on that it's an it was embarrassing Right. So I, I kept a lot of the I kept it in for years.
0: Now, the gravity and the weightiness of a revelation, let's say this revelation that came out, you know, while all the folks that that violated you were were still alive or around that, that would have absolutely shifted the total. the the That would have totally shifted the fi- the family dynamics, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. And that's the a lot of the reason why I kept it in. Um, didn't want to destroy any relationships between anyone, especially my grandmother and my dad. Um, so to keep that inside to protect those who I love, that was tough. I had to sacrifice my happiness and how I felt to keep them from hurting.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, nobody should have, nobody should ever have to carry that weight around and and tanisha jordan my guest on impacting life 24 7 you can find her at uh what's that website again nisi i don't i can't scroll all um
1: back. the book you'll be able to purchase
0: like i am nisi j i am nisi j.com you'll be able to get that book there this is her new book release it's entitled behind closed doors and so in chapter six you talk about starting over what did you have to start over
1: um basically i was just me trying to move, you know, into uh, a different space. Um, I got a divorce and I had to learn how to start over. I was already going through what I was going through from the past and then having to be in a relationship, being married, and then having to start over and figure out life all over again. So, um, so it basically just tells about, you know, how I went through my marriage, still harboring all of this stuff and how it caused a lot of problems between, you know, my ex-husband and I.
0: And, you know, interestingly enough, ladies and gentlemen, folks think, and I and I cannot stress this enough, folks think that the way you see us in our present state that everything's good. I was talking to somebody about this today, you know, whether it be a minister or whether it be a public figure, whether it be, you know, someone like Nisi and I, you know, you see, Hey man, you're married, things are successful. You're smiling. All things are well, but you don't realize the, the, the weight and weariness of carrying that weight that somebody has to deal with because they've carried it and, it's like they're going to take it to their grave. What I saw yeah. with the previous generation, DC, was a lot of those family secrets went to the grave, didn't they? Oh
1: yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Um, and in a, it sounds bad to say, but in a way, I'm glad.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right yeah. Be- because because some of them, <clears throat> even even on my side, the the little limited stuff that I know about my biological family. Some of those some of those family secrets, some of those things that happened behind closed doors were so were so devastating that, like you say, revelation of them would be would be life altering for for all involved. But I will say this. That is not a cause. And let's just speak to our audience right now. That is not a cause to feel like you have to remain silent. There was a there was a portion of your life where you felt like you had to remain silent. And then, you know, thank God you found the the courage and the the liberty to speak up. So in Chapter 7, you talk about love shouldn't hurt. What was hurting about love?
1: Um, That was, um, that's about a relationship that I got into with a gentleman who I found out um, after being involved for a while that he was on drugs um, and I was being, mentally physically and emotionally abused um it was crack cocaine is a bad thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know i went through a lot behind him being on you know on that narcotic Um, so on top of everything that already had happened to me to being in this relationship and being physically abused mentally abused emotionally abused Verbally, it, it it was it was just it was bad, you know, um, and so love that I thought I was getting it should have done it shouldn't hurt.
0: Yeah, you know, and that that's interesting. You know, again, some of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, I've, I'm interviewing my close, close cousin, uh, Tanisha Jordan. She is the author of Behind Closed Doors. You can find that at IamNisiJay.com or on Amazon in a couple weeks. But connect with Nisi on Facebook, Instagram, and all other social media platforms at Nisi Jordan. And when you tell me this today, you know, here we are almost 50 years old. You tell me this today. This is is kind of like a blind spot for me because I was living my life. I had no clue that you were going through that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Like I said, no one... I couldn't bring myself to tell anyone. But I'm talking about this abuse
0: this abusive relationship.
1: Yeah, that as well. I mean, I hit a lot of that too. I mean my parents had kind of an idea. Um, but you know, to really come out with all details, no. A lot of people do not do not know.
0: Wow. And and yeah. you know, you know, Nisi, that just speaks to the absolute <sighs> mental strength that and fortitude that you have as a woman as a as a black woman as a or a german woman whatever you are (laughs) as as a woman you have you have this fiber woven through your soul of just being tenacious but you also had to deal with anger and man why is this happening so you wrote another chapter that says i can't catch a break what was that about
1: Um, that one is about, um, at the time, my kid's father, he, though we weren't married anymore, of course we still have kids together. So, um, we still had a relationship. Um, he had a accident, um, and almost lost his life. And then my father on top of that a couple months later, passing away of cancer. Um, so it was just, it just seemed like... (laughs) I just couldn't catch
0: a break from anything. Right. It was just
1: always something. Now take, take us,
0: take us through this, through the revelation period, uh, Nisi, because you say the first person that you told that these things were happening to you as a kid, you told the the guy that you were in, in the first relationship with. Yes. My kid's father. Okay. My first so, husband. okay so your, your first husband, you told him, but then at what point did you tell your parents?
1: So when I finally told my father and I, I, it's still hard for me to remember if my mother was even there. Um, She said she wasn't, but I'm not, I can't remember, but um, I told my father for sure when I was 20, 29 Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I had just gotten into a big old fight with the one who was abusing me and I, I think at that point i just had enough everything was just on me and i broke down In the day that i told him i just I, I what's crazy is i told him about his brother and what he did to me but i i still i never told him about his father doing it to me um wanting to do that i was trying my heart is not to speak on it because he was sick with cancer and I didn't want to stress him. So I just told him, you know, limited parts just to keep him from stressing out and being sick and, um, with the promise that I would tell him, but he never made it. So I couldn't tell him.
0: So, you know, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hmm, Nisi Jordan, my cousin on impact of life 24 seven, when you when you have to, it's one thing, man. It's it's one thing to have to tell a revelation about an outsider. It's another thing to have to tell a revelation about a family member. How did that How did that conversation go, Nisi?
1: Um. Actually, that specific day, he um was on his way to see my uncle. Rodney, your brother, um, <laughs> and he had, he was locked up at the time. And um, I remember just busting in the house and I said, I have to talk to you. And he was like, I'm guaranteed to go to, you know, visit Rodney, who was doing time for rape. Um, and I just broke down and told him, your brother touched me when I was young. And he, you know, of course, stunned, upset. And, you know, I, I told him what had happened and I just left it at that. I couldn't even sit and have a real conversation. I just wanted him to know that he did it. And he was in anger. He left, went to visit him still, what the conversation was between them. I never asked. I didn't want to talk about it anymore once I got it off my chest and once he knew That's
0: all I wanted was him to know. Right. Wow. And so this is, you got to think about this, ladies and gentlemen, these are revelations that she had, that she had carried around about her, her dad's brother and also her dad's father. And that, that was, you know, again, when I talk about how you can look at the hierarchy that would, would, ultimately crumble what these revelations Nisi kept this kept this hidden and tucked away for for 20 plus years um until until it just got too much what would you I know this isn't the end yet but what would you say to someone who is that person like you Nisi that has they you 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 probably look back and you're like man this was happening this was happening Seemed like everything was falling apart around me. My emotions were just absolutely upside down. Right. What would you say to somebody? Because we know that there is going to be many people that hear your story, but they're in they're behind the closed doors. What would you say to somebody? Like, how do you how do you go forward? How do you get out of this?
1: You know it's hard to say because when it, when it happens when you're young like it happened to me when I was young, you know it's hard to tell a child, hey, you know, you have to you have to speak out, but you know at that age you're too scared to do that. Right. Um, but what I would say for those who actually understand, um, tell somebody. I mean, never hold anything in. I mean, even if you have to tell your best friend. Because holding all of that in, oh, my God, it, it ruins a lot. So you have to open up. You have to talk to someone. I don't care if it's your best friend, if it's a cousin. But if you have the courage to talk to your parents, that's first and foremost. You have to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. That's just bottom line. If you got to get a counselor secretly, do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. And, and I agree with you because I, I, you know, as I said, when we're writing this book, Who Ate My Brownie, I I have to go down some very uh, explicit and graphic details about stuff that happened to me. And somebody would say <clears throat> somebody would say, OK, well, it was it was 30 years ago or it was this long ago. You know, why now? Nisi? see why. Why write a book about it? Why don't you just let it go? What do you say to somebody who says that?
1: That is let me go writing the book is letting it go that is my piece that's my closure <clears throat> and letting people know what happens to me I know I'm not the only one so um I myself being that i i love helping people i know this this will help somebody so to write this book it's again closure it's peace for me and it's to help the next person yeah
0: and that's interesting because I Greg says talk to somebody and that's good advice you're right because I I, you know I've thought about this myself that I think the most the most liberated I feel is when I'm invited on the show and people invite me on the show because of my story not because of I'm such a great speaker they didn't that's all that's all post <laughs> what happened to me you know what I mean and uh-huh. <clears throat> what caused me to be a great speaker is because of what happened when I was a kid, and right. and so I do feel it's almost it almost feels like a therapy session when I'm on somebody's show and I'm and I'm articulating and they you know they can't believe did I, did I talk to you about Rose and Charlotte Wade. <laughs> Yes. yeah okay yes. I, I, well <laughs> that'll be in the book but i was telling oh, i was telling that in a um i was telling that on an interview that i was in and what were we 13 years old when we when we yeah. when we left with Rose? did you know well i don't know if you knew but we left with rose and charlotte wade who were in their late 30s and 40s and here uh-huh. we are these two 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 boys exposed to stuff like you say that I, i'm just a kid I shouldn't be, I no kids should be exposed to that. And then you carry that stuff. You can't, you wrestle with, is this right? Is this wrong? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and I'm just, I'm grieved that you had to do this for so long, man. And this, this really just, this touches my heart. You said in chapter nine, that my life is too valuable to waste. What is that chapter about?
1: Um, that was about me, um, At one point I wanted to commit suicide. I tried to commit suicide, Um, actually a couple times. But this one particular time, I really wanted to drive my car off a cliff. And um, all I could think about was my kids. Um, And thinking about, you know, my life is valuable. And it was God at that time. (laughs) I was sitting in my car, wanting to kill myself. And that voice said, "I'm t- my life is too valuable. And I thought about, like I said, thought about my children and, you know, just my overall life, period. What I would be losing if I do this. And just knowing that what happened to me was not worth me killing myself. There's other ways to deal with it. Right. And so, um, and then moving on to meeting you know, my husband and making a change, you know,
0: my life was valuable. And so that's what that, that's, about. well, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about that, that additional change. Cause you know, I know MJ, her husband's name is actually Michael Jordan. Uh, right. I, I, you know, it'd be a little different if it was Michael Jeffrey Jordan, <laughs> but, but MJ MJ came into your life and you guys moved here how was that, how was that a part of, was that a part of the liberation for you in terms of leaving the city and leaving that area? Did that help?
1: It did. It it, it helped a lot because, um, you know, my past relationships, um, you know, I believe they were forced or I rushed into something that I shouldn't have. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret any of my past at all. However, um, meeting someone and waiting for that man that God sent to me um, because it was the right time. It did change a lot in my life. It made a big difference. Um, And then moving here away from that dark cloud over Lorain, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. It made a big
0: difference. Yeah, I always like to say that North Carolina is God's country, uh, and then yeah. and, and then Texas is a close second. So I'll be I'll be having <laughs> dual citizenship when I get to Texas. Um, and and can we just take a moment and explore this because someone who has gone through what you what you've gone through and entering into a new relationship, a new marriage, how did you navigate this with with MJ? Uh,
1: I had to be open mm-hmm. and really talk about what happened in my past and let him know, you know, what it was. So he'll know, you know, if I ever had a setback, if I ever had an attitude, if I ever had anything going on with me, he'll have some type of idea, like what's really wrong with this woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and have some understanding. And then, you know, determine whether or not he want to stay or go, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I was a lot better than what I was, it was just being open and honest with him from the jump. Cause I, I wasn't like that with everyone else.
0: Right. Yeah. And 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 so honesty and openness is I mean, you you think that those are kind of recipes for for the healing process?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, keeping a closed mouth will never help. It always hinders you.
0: You know, it's funny, Nisi, because I'll just be honest with you, man. When I when I had started, I've kind of cataloged my book through tiktok so so early on in my tiktok (laughs) career which is not very illustrious by the way (laughs) i got like what 113 followers (laughs) but i used it because it was it was i could i could make short uh uh, videos and so i've basically outlined my book by chapters right uh Uh through the tiktok videos well somebody it the the whirlwind it got out that hey king is talking about his childhood. Now I've been, I've been speaking about it for almost 20 years, but now it's like really about to be in print. And you know what the, you know what the most, um, probably one of the most saddest elements of that Nisi was, it was, I was accused of lying like I was like, it didn't happen. None, none of the things that I'm talking wow. about in the book happened. I'm just like, wow. Well, you know, my sister who is alive, Melinda Diane Jackson, she will corroborate everything I say in that book because she went through that hell with me. Uh, and, and you know, for someone to, it, it's one thing to you know to fix that and reconcile and say, man, you know, that's what you're doing. You're 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 demonstrating the true agape love and the forgiveness. But it's another thing to 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 hear the people who were the perpetrators or who allowed the perpetration to happen, to say, oh, that didn't happen. All right, really? So how did I get to where I was at in life? (laughs) How how was I walking (laughs) around homeless on the streets of Cleveland? That that was just, that was a fantasy of mine. Right. You know, and, you know, my challenge was finding a safe place because, you know, even when I got taken away or when I got moved from my mother's house, I went into a group home where some of the exact same things continued on. Wow. You remember those Better Way group homes in O'Leary, Ohio? Yes. Yeah. I was there. So for everybody, for all those on the other side that said it didn't happen, I was there. I got the tattoo. Wow. Wow. So you said, Nisi, uh, in chapter, in your closing chapter, you said it all happened for a reason.
1: Yes. I believe... In my heart, everything in life happens for a reason. And, you know, first and foremost, I had to forgive everybody in my life that done me wrong and, you know, let it go and just trust what happened for a reason. And in that part of the book, basically there's different parts that I pulled out of the book um, that happened that I believe should have should have happened or was meant to happen and along with it as a scripture pertaining to that actual thing that happened to me mm-hmm. um so everything in life happens for a reason
0: now let me let me ask you this because we're coming up we're nisi this was a fast hour wasn't it did, did, yes not, it was it's like <laughs> just like a blink i'm honored yeah. i'm honored because that you chose our show impacting life 24 7 to come on first uh, um, amongst the many more that you'll be on, you know, talking about your book throughout the country. But I'm glad that you chose to come to the. We set the <laughs> we set the bar high here. Everybody else just gonna have to try to keep up. You know what I'm saying? So it is. Greg and I and our staff. We're honored that you you have taken uh, this journey. It it really is a revelation that we would pray our kids don't have to make. And that's one thing that I can say about you, Nisi, is as though you went through the fire, you, it stopped with you. You know what I mean. Yes. You, 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 you have been a gatekeeper for your for your kids, and you got wonderful grandchildren now. And you know, I talk about the generational curse. I am far from a perfect parent. Uh, Greg used to call me Joe Jackson. So I'm I'm far from a, I'm far from a perfect parent, but probably some of my parenting failures were due to the stuff I was carrying. Right.
1: Yes.
0: You, yes. Did you see that in yourself, too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, and I, you know, I, I feel bad about a lot of things that I did not do. Um, Or how I may have acted towards my children, you know, as they were growing up. But it was all based off of
0: my past. It was all based off of your past. So, Nisi, we're going to close out. I'm going to I'll do the commercial at the end. But, Nisi, tell I want you to just take a moment and give a word of encouragement to our listeners, to our audience, someone who will watch this replay. If you watch this on replay, I'd love for you guys to type in the chat box hashtag replay. And uh, this Nisi is is my cousin. She is the author of Behind Closed Doors. You can get your copy of that book. You can reach out to Nisi on multiple platforms. Facebook, I IamNisiJay.com is where you can buy it. You can also get it on Amazon. Reach out to Nisi, get your autographed copy. And uh, when you reach out to her, let her know that you heard her story here on Impacting Life 24-7. So a word of encouragement to those out there that will read your book and who maybe are affected like you were.
1: You know, I just encourage everyone, man, woman, child, just again talk. Open up. Talk to someone. Pray. That's that's the biggest thing. Pray, ask God what to do. Um and just the main and most important thing out of everything is to forgive those who have harmed you. Because before you can actually move on, you have to forgive those who hurt you. Mm. So I just encourage everyone just to pray on anything negative that's happened in your life. Um, And don't turn to hate because of what they've done. You know, Continue to love those who have harmed you um, you know, even if you don't want to verbally say it. Right. You know, just continue to know, you know, at the end of the day, God is love. So if you're if you're a follower of God, you have to love those who harmed you. So
0: And you know that and just go ahead. I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. Just a correction with the the website, um, imdcj.com. You can absolutely buy the book there right now. It's they're tweaking my website so it may be down right now Um, but you can go to my uh email uh, which is um, b as a boy cd dot at gmail.com and contact me there for a book as well
0: okay awesome and uh when i get the book in my hands i will definitely have you back on nisi so we can discuss um further things about it and and how you i'm telling you this is going to open up a whole new arena for you and for those. I, t- I asked Nisi before the show. I said, "So, who is this book targeting?" and and she re- she really had the right answer. I was just I was quizzing her because, as you guys know me being <laughs> me being a the the virtual subentor of podcasting. <laughs> you like that, Danny? I am the subentor <laughs> of podcasting. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to hear what she said, and she said it exactly right. That this book is for everybody. Because there's so many people that live in the shadows of the closed doors who need need an outlet and need to find a way out. And and some of the peripheral behavior that you see or are experiencing is probably because of what they carried with them as a child, man. And I mean, Absolutely. here I, I, t- I tell people, man, 46 years old, Nisi. And when I have to tell the stories, it takes me back to 1983 girl takes me back to you know what i mean yeah um and so but but the but the promise is what you said that you can't there is there is there is redemption uh for for your mind and for your body for your life there there is hope and you do have a future you're a great mom you're an awesome grandmother and you're an okay cousin you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, Nisi Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, she is the author of Behind Closed Doors. You can email her at bcd.nisij.com, is that right? Or gmail.com? No,
1: gmail.com.
0: Yeah, nisij at gmail.com. Get a hold of this book and uh, read it, and if you know someone who has gone through uh, childhood, molestation, abuse, physical, verbal, whatever. Uh, this will be a great book for them. Nisi, it's been my pleasure. And uh, I'm glad you. that you came. Thank you. I'm glad you came on one of America's most dynamic podcasts to uh, start <laughs> this journey and uh, tell everybody um, at the ranch there that we said we love love them and I we love you. you, okay? I
1: love you more. And also, thank you, Greg. I want to thank Greg big time for he's been an encouragement from jump about this book when he got my first draft so um i want to thank him and i thank you chris i love you for even having me on
0: well that's why we pay greg you know uh, seven figures a year because greg is truly worth his weight in gold (laughs) and and he he's an author of course he's the author of 100 simple ways to run a property and evidence room and so i'm glad that you guys got to connect and that's what we do on impacting life 24 7 we find a way i mean like most of my staff they will be buying the people's book while i have them on the show we just truly believe in this full circle of impact so we love you we appreciate you and we'll have you back on again soon okay all
1: right love you
0: all right have a good night
1: you too
0: all right ladies and gentlemen so that was my cousin nisi jordan the author of behind closed doors and this is this was quite I know it was listen I I know when you talk about trying to tell your story it's never comfortable it's never comfortable it's never it's never easy though she made it look easy I know that it was tough for her and you know the crazy thing is is that you know we were in such close proximity and the the cloak of family shrouded and and blinded I, I mean i never had any type of inclination at all and this is a that's a weighty story to have to tell your dad oh by the way your brother and your father violated me um and that that man you got to get a copy of this book let's let's share and let's let's help some people heal and so what i'm going to do right now to close out the show ladies and gentlemen because i know everybody loves uh impacting life 24 7 i am going to share my screen and i'm going to share it with you about our other sponsors our platinum sponsors these folks really are what help us to continue to do what we do we continue to make upgrades to the show and the reason why we do that is because we want to have we want to have a high quality place for people to come and share their story Every time you hear Impacting Life 24-7, it is brought to you in part by our amazing sponsors. Donald Skip Mondragon II MD is a platinum sponsor, and he is a 26-year army veteran, national veterans wrestling champion, a speaker and author. He is the author of Wrestling Depression Is Not For Wimps, lessons learned from an amateur wrestler's fight to triumph over depression. Contact him and book him today at WrestlingIsNotForWimps.com. The Underdog Ninja Foundation are platinum sponsors. This was founded in 2020 by Javi and Jessica Madrigal, a husband and wife team that have been battling and overcoming heart disease for 18 years. Their personal story and experiences have led them to follow the calling of empowering educating, and supporting those fighting heart disease. They have a remarkable platform and a dynamic story. Contact this amazing team at underdogninja.org. Belinda Tyson Linder has spent decades investing in people from all different backgrounds. She is a platinum sponsor. She has led inner city programs for disadvantaged youth, as well as being a mentor to young adults, married couples, individuals facing adversity. Belinda and her husband have built multiple six and seven figure businesses and have trained leaders on having tenacity and character. Ultimately, Belinda cares about people. Bettina Carey is a platinum sponsor. Bettina Carey is a four foot nine and a half Latina. She inspires and empowers women to create big results. They break through, no, they shatter their earning ceiling, kick self-imposed limitations to the curb, and live their legacies now. Whether she's coaching from a live or virtual stage or conferencing with a small cohort of bold women or men on the rise across from a conference table, her championship strategies and straight talk compel women and men to find their whole new gear and succeed beyond their wildest imaginations connect with Bettina today at weempoweryourlife.com. You've heard it here, folks. All of these people help us with impacting life 24-7. If you would like to join them, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to clkingspeaker.com. Thank you for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7. We uh, are three episodes away from episode from our 200th episode, and this has been uh, quite the ride. We are enjoying it, and we're enjoying the partnerships that we're having. So if you'd like to get some merch, get some gear, if you'd like to become a sponsor, just go to clkingspeaker.com. We got it all there for you. Until then... Enjoy your weekend. God bless you. Thank you to our team and staff. We appreciate everything you do. Thank you, Greg, Mike, Danny, Katrina. You guys always make this show enjoyable and help me out when I'm fumbling and bumbling. I love you guys. Talk to you again soon.